Impact, Income, and Influence. Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions. Today, we are talking about the income part of that, but it is a completely different take on it. I am so excited. If you guys have been listening to this show for a while, you know that I started my financial journey when I was really young. My parents got me started with a bank account. I was out mowing yards when I was eight. Today, we are talking to the founder of Financial. It is a platform that helps kids become financially free, become financially minded. We were talking before the show, and some of the stuff that is going on is going to blow your mind. Please help me welcome to the show, Bijal. Bijal, how are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to uh, discussing this topic with you. Awesome. So tell us where this started, because I think there are so many people out there who say, you know, financial literacy should be taught in our schools, and it's just not anymore. And you've kind of taken it on yourself to provide a platform that helps kids. So talk to us where where this all started for you, and we'll kind of unpack it a little bit and talk about the things that you're doing. Let me answer the question this way. Imagine for a second we could get, get into a time machine and go back in time, all right? Whether, whether that's in your, you know, in your teens or late teens or, or youth or at the early stage of entrepreneurship, what would you have liked to have known about money, right? Or money, success, entrepreneurship that we as adult entrepreneurs have had to often learn the hard way. So now let me go back into my time machine and go back to, to my childhood for a second. So my dad was a banker. So I kind of grew up around conversation around money. But that also meant I didn't really want to learn anything about it. So now kind of fast forward through time a little bit. I graduated, uh, found entrepreneurship fairly early, but also took on the belief that my next big thing was going to be my next big thing, right? So whatever I was making, I was kind of putting back in the business. I never learned the fundamentals about wealth building. And I often thought I was smarter than the fundamentals, I've talked to many entrepreneurs over the last decade, I mean, literally thousands of one-on-one conversations. And a lot of them, they've met some, some have struggled to make money. Many have made money, but very few have managed money well. So that's really my, the reason we're behind this is that we're trying to figure out if we can teach our kids, the next generation of kids and teens, the fundamentals of money, how might their future if they could get into their time machine and go forward in time, look with those fundamentals in place. I mean, that is an awesome, awesome mission. The The first thing that I want to say is, although I made money when I was young, I didn't manage money well. I, I think I'm better at it now, but I'm still not great. And I think that so many people aren't good at managing money, probably less than a percent, maybe 2% of the population are good at managing money like putting the right amount in the bank, looking at where their money is going, having their money work for them. And even with entrepreneurs, I feel like it's almost worse because we're raised to like, you got to take risks. You got to put your money to work. But like, do we have money in the bank? Is it feast? Is it famine? All the stuff going on. And I feel like if I would have learned more of that when I was younger, maybe I wouldn't have struggled so much. Now I'm pretty good. Um, I read a book called Profit First about two years ago that changed a lot of things for me, changed the way that I manage things. If I would have been taught that at a younger age, 
would have completely blown my mind and had me set up for a lot more success. So talk to me a little bit about the fundamentals. Like what are the fundamentals that you're teaching and why are they so powerful? So, you know, fundamentals, I mean, the, the what am I about to say is going to seem like, well, that's obvious or that's fundamental, but saving savings, right? So how much of our the money that's coming in, do we put, do we have the discipline to save? How much of that do we then invest in proven methodologies, right? Um, whether that's real estate or, um, you know, index funds or whatever, um, conscious spending, right? So, so much of our overspending comes from not really having a good relationship with money and the belief, you know, that, um, you know, we can outspend our way to becoming wealthy. Well, that's proven not to be the case, even earning our way to wealth, right? There's a, you know, the more we earn, the, more, the wealthy we're going to get. That's not true though. A lot of people who make a lot of money still don't have a lot of money. So the fundamentals are literally that there's, there's nothing mysterious about it. It's, it's, it's the building blocks of wealth building, but here's the fundamentals we don't think about something like compound interest, right? So, um, the, the, the principles of the discipline and the consistency. So really, these are, these are the, 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 even before we talk about wealth, that when we have the discipline of saving, the consistency of saving, these are the fundamentals that we want the kids to start to think about before they even start to think about the subject of money. That if we can teach these fundamentals first, then layer on their ability to make money. And today, Kids, kids and teens are, are making a lot of money. There, there are kids out there who have literally made millions of dollars and, and they have no idea how to manage the money, right? Um, so, so these are the fundamentals that we want to teach. Now, here's the thing. Nobody really wants to learn the fundamentals. And one of the, one of the examples I'll use, and I was sharing this with my daughter, that every personal development type event or entrepreneur event I have gone to, at some point or other, the question is asked, how many of you in the audience want to make more money? And the hand goes up, right? Every, every single hand goes up. And the ones that don't put the hands up, that you know, they're told, come on, then why are you here? If you know, so, uh, come on, everybody. Tell you. However, I've never heard anybody ask, how many, are willi- how many of you are willing to put in the time, effort, and energy to learn how to make and manage money, right? And the managed part is a very critical piece of this, right? And no one's asked the question because actually we don't want to. Right, because it, that that requires that, that discipline and consistency that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with, um, and but yet it's essential that children can learn this. So why why children? It's a lot to do with their beliefs around money. That is why we believe that if we can get to them early, they can start having a healthier relationship with money. So even before the principles of wealth building, it's it's these habits, these beliefs the consistency, the discipline, which are the forebearers of the wealth building. That's, I mean, if I could go back in time, I I was raised like we always went to the bank on Friday and we would deposit, my dad would deposit money and I would deposit a piece of my allowance into a savings account. One of the things that was really cool was I got to see that build. So as I got older, I was in college, I was one of the only kids I knew that had a savings account. And even though I didn't make that much money, I was waiting tables I would go down and I would put that money in an account. And then, and I was taught that way. And just having that, so many people are like, well, I didn't have money to save when I was in my twenties. 
really think about your 20s. How much money did we blow on stupid stuff? Just going out and having some beers with friends. If we would have put $20 a week away, compound interest, and everybody's seen the graph, but everyone's like, oh, but it takes 10 or 15 or 20 years to, to, you know, to really start to see that climb. But that's the thing. If you start when you're 12 years old or eight years old, imagine if you would have started, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know. Imagine if you would have started saving $20 a week or $10 a week or $5 a week all the way back then, you would now have a million dollars in the bank. And that money would be compounding and continued working for you. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I have that money. Well, I, I bet you can think about things that you spent, really dumb things that you spent money on in your teens, in your 20s, maybe in your early 30s. I mean, I can think of stuff that I, dumb stuff that I spend money on all the time. We go to Amazon, we type something in, we order it, it shows up. But the, so fundamentally, very sound. And, and that's what, and that's what kind of, you know, sitting down with the kids and even if they're earning a little bit of pocket money, right. Even if it, if it's just a hundred bucks a month, you know, um, and just saying, Hey, look, you know, I know it's, it's going to be very easy to spend this hundred, but let me show you what happens if we, if we manage this money just a little bit differently, right. If you put this portion over here, this portion over here, and this little 10% portion, let's give that to some cause that you believe it. Right. So, so now we're starting to introduce them to the discipline that they're going to need through adulthood, whether it's $20, whether it's 200, whether it's 2000 or 20,000, or, you know, if we, if we stick to the fundamentals and we do it long enough, as you said, you know, if by the time they're 35, you know, uh, you know, they're going to be in the top 5% of the wealthiest people on the planet, right. On mm -hmm. the planet. Um, and, and it's not magic. It's not some, you know, it's not some extravagant crypto that's going to go up 5,000%. It's just the fundamentals. Now, I'm not saying that that's that you know you don't do that too, but if you get the fundamentals right, no matter what happens with crypto, whether it, it, the whole thing collapses, you've got the fundamentals. The challenge of entrepreneurs is they go all in, right? Entrepreneurs have the mentality of they go all in, they put all their money into their business, um, and there's nothing wrong in that as long as you do it on top of the fundamentals. And that's my biggest learning is like, man, I wish I could just go back and actually listen to my banker dad, very conservative, very disciplined, you know, did exactly the right thing. And, and I thought I was smarter. I thought as an entrepreneur, I could outsmart my dad and, and retire, you know, in three years by building my, my multi-million dollar business. I didn't do the fundamentals. That's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about this is because I wish I could go back in that time machine and teach myself or give myself these books or even have them introduce them to the course that we produce for kids and teens today. Hey, thanks for taking a moment to check out this episode of Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions. Have you ever thought about building your own webinar or using public speaking to reach your ideal audience? Well, if you'd like my help with it, over the last several years, I have built more than 40 live events for clients just like you. In the last 18 months, I've helped 32 entrepreneurs build their webinar with over $5 million in cumulative sales. If you'd like to see how I can work with you, or if you'd be interested in having me speak at your event or be on your podcast, go to steven.coffee, that's S-T-E-V-E-N dot C-O-F-F-E-E, -E, to book a short call with me and see how we can work together. All right, let's jump back to the episode. Well, I mean, you're 
you're preaching to the choir. I think everybody had that. I think that's kind of part of, you know, being like the, the like on fire person in your twenties. The question that I would have, or I guess the thing that I would point out is it's the disciplined habit forming when you're young that we're talking about, even if it's just a dollar, if it's $1 a week and they get in the habit of that, your habits are built when you're five, six, seven, ten. And if that habit is built, then it's much easier to carry that into adulthood, which would lead to exactly what you said, these kids growing up to be in the top 5% of the wealth. So tell me a little bit about what's in the course, because there, there were some really cool things that, that you and I were talking about. Um, like, I mean, the shark tank idea, it's not really shark tank, but the kids idea for that, there was, there were so many things in there. I was like, man, that is such a cool thing. Tell me a little bit more about what's in there. Yes, let me kind of share it this way. So, you know, the, the original, um, the, the founders were Paul Omahani and Chris Farrell, you know, two entrepreneurs that, that just wanted to give back. They, you know, they just came to a point in their careers where they've had a lot of success and they wanted to do something for, for kids and teens. So they spent, you know, uh, a couple of years, you know, kind of creating this content up until the point they realized that, you know, to really do justice to this content, they had to make it into really a, a, a business so that more kids and teens could get access to it. And now Paul's kids are very young. So even though he, they, they knew what to teach and Chris doesn't have kids, they kind of asked around, say, hey, who in the community do you know that would be a kind of a model parent, but also could drive the, the business? And that's kind of how they came across uh, me and it kind of brought me in as kind of a co-founder for this. Um, but what we when we when, I, when we stepped into this, we realized that content alone wasn't going to do it. It had to be more than just content; it had to be an experience. So we said, okay, how do we simulate real world experiences, right? So let's just say putting the content on one side, which the content, by the way, is, is phenomenal. It teaches the fundamentals, as I said, and, and the context is no different from an adult financially financial literacy course. We talk about debt, credit cards, compound interest. You know, all all those topics that adults might learn in an adult financial literacy program. But then we said, okay, well, what about the experience? So we went from a very standard you know, platform that taught the, the courses and said, we need to invest in how the kids are learning today and into the future. So we basically invested a ton of money in a brand new platform that's gamified so that kids can actually start earning rewards and tokens. We, you know, one of our um, part of the development team is somebody who designed the same reward system as a Candy Crush, right? So even though we are an education platform, we've incorporated elements of gaming into this. And it's okay, we, want to, we need to go further. What's happening to the money industry? So now we, we, you know, kids can turn these tokens into rewards. And when they, when they graduate, they kind of get these, they're not, they're not actual crypto tokens or NFT tokens, but they're, they're, they're tokens in, in name. So they're starting to get the experience of what this future might look like when it comes to money. They get to store, they're going to get to store these tokens in you know, the, the wallet. Again, we're using languaging and experience that's very akin to the, the, the world out there. On top of that, we said, okay, well, how else can we reward the kids? Because we have to remember, kids will, will do these courses in a similar way that adults do courses. First, there's going to be resistance, but we have to get the buy-in from the kids. One way to get buy-in is like, hey, you can start buying your own stuff. You know, in fact, we're going to not give you 
payment for doing chores. And, and I'm, again, I don't believe in giving kids money for doing chores that are what we call the household family duty, like taking the trash out, right? These, I think, are, are things we have to learn to do without that monetary reward. However, there's many things we can actually pay our kids for that can assist us, especially if you're an entrepreneurial parent listening, you know, help them, you know, with follow up on, on putting business cards into your database. There's so many different things that they can do, designing graphics on Canva, lots of ways you can actually pay them for actual business related work. Once they learn that, they can be an asset to the community. How many entrepreneur friends do you have kind of in the neighborhood that could, could, that could use that kind of help or, or some social media graphics being created and stuff. So now we're sort of that, 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 that um, adage of, you know, if you, if you give a man a fish versus teach a man to fish, let's teach our kids how to generate money. Let's teach our kids how to do this. That's what the course does. Now that you talk about the fundamentals, uh, the, the fundable zone. So mm -hmm. wouldn't it be fun that when kids graduate, they've gone through the course, they can actually present their business idea to an actual group of investors. We call them fund investors. They really are entrepreneurial friends who, you know, who are behind the mission and agree to like invest slash donate some money to these kids really as to inspire them to, you know, continue thinking along, along these lines. Um, so we have a lot of stuff. We've got, you know, in the future, the idea of having an exchange where people come and actually buy services, such as graphic design services from the platform itself. So we're trying to, but, you know, doing our best to simulate real world experiences through the platform. I mean, I absolutely, I love everything about that. I love how much thought has gone into it. I mean, gamification is a huge thing, but especially for kids, right? I mean, they're, that's what they're looking for, but it's such a fun way to get them to move forward and to see this as more of a game and take it seriously because once they start to see the rewards, then they'll get locked into it. I also love the idea of being able to invest um, in their ideas because if I was a kid, that would get me, right? I had all the ideas as kids. I had like ideas everywhere. If I could have pitched that to somebody and maybe got a little bit of mentorship or some ideas, like I can't imagine how much shorter my growth curve would have been and where I would be today if I, if that would have existed like that is awesome. If there's an entrepreneur listening to this who would like to sit on that panel, how do you go about picking those people? Because I'm sure there's somebody listening. that's like, I would love to do that. Yeah. You know, just, just send, send a message to support at financialfreedom.com. Let them know that, you know, you, you, you've heard this podcast and, uh, you know, I'd love to learn more about being a fund investor as part of our fundable zone. And we'll, we'll reach back out to you and we kind of let you know when the next live event, and we do these as, as live events, and um, you know, we will let you know that if you're, if it's convenient for you to kind of jump on and just, you know, listen to some of these kids uh, pitch their ideas. Awesome. I mean, there, it would be a great time. Make sure that will be in the show notes. So if you're listening to this, check in the show notes. If you're watching this on YouTube, it's in the description. Make sure to send an email if you're interested in that. Uh, Bijal, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and talking about this with us. Uh, if people wanted to check out the platform, if they have kids, where should they go? Yeah, so you know there'll be a link uh, in the description that they can they can click on. That'll take them straight to the the, the right uh, uh, page to, to 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 view kind of our webinar. So we can kind of give you the 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 the, the, the bigger picture of what we're doing, the, the, the way we do it, examples of the content. Um, and if it speaks to you, then you, know, you can get involved. 
Awesome. There was one last thing that I wanted to bring up when you and I were talking, you've had some kids that have gone through this course and are outperforming their parents in several different ways, like either through saving or just making some money in the market. Do you have any fun stories that you would like to share about that? Cause I just think that's really cool. Yeah. You know, you know, um, now and then, I, you know, I'm so behind this, the scenes in terms of running the business, but now and then I do get to speak to some of our, uh, you know, parents and, and their kids. So not too long ago, I kind of interviewed this. It wasn't really meant to be an interview. I, I, they reached out to me and they kind of shared a story of their four kids. They, they have a seven, seven, six, then a three and a one. So really the two older kids. And said, so, hey, we've started four businesses after watching, going through your program, you know, uh, and this is the father writing the email. You know, every, uh, the way they, they went through the program with the kids, they'll spend every Sunday, an hour every Sunday, going through the, the, the videos. They'll talk about the different topics. And I believe their first business was a, was a car wash business. They got it going. They're excited. And then and they live in Ireland. And then there's a um, hose pipe ban. So then they had to pivot. So then he got to talk to his kids about pivoting and not to take setback as, as failure. And then they pivoted to the, the next business. And, and now they have, they've had this, I think they're on their fourth business. Now they're into multiple recurring income because the kids bake bread for some, some of the neighbors there. So they're getting exposed to different types of business models. Um, they've donated, I think, over 500 euro to a charity. They saved up enough money to go to uh, Disney World as a family um, but by doing all this work. So that's a pretty impressive win for, in, in my books. I mean, that's awesome. I can't like every kid wants to go to Disney World. I mean, I definitely want to go to Disney World when I was growing up. If my parents would have my parents were great. I was lucky that they taught me about saving, but if they would have set it up where like, we're going to do a business for one or two hours every week, we're going to work towards it and you're going to pay for it. I can't imagine how that would have wired my brain. I mean, I, I kind of had the entrepreneur brain going on back then, but I can't even imagine what it would have yeah, done. Those and we have a, you know, we have a model that's called leap. So basically you, you know, you learn about money, you learn how to earn money, you learn how to accelerate money. Um, and then the play, the plays where we talk about giving back and how, how do we use consciously use the money we make and, and having, you know, the right goals. So they had you know, they set a goal as a family to go to Disney world and the kids kind of worked with it. That was their incentive. And, you know, when they said that, Hey, we, you know, we've saved up enough money to, to go. I was like, that's, that's the kind of stories I'd love to just sit in here all day long. Awesome. That, I mean, that, that lights me up too. I mean, they're not only that, but then the giving as well. I'm a big, I believe in giving at least 10% back, if not more, um, always, always spreading. It, make, wealth it, it, it makes them feel so good, right? It's like they, they feel a sense of personal achievement, you know, and also through that process, the parents got to see the characteristics of the kids. They realized that their, their older kid was kind of a behind the scenes, kind of more of an operator. They, they realized that their six-year-old was more the CEO, the visionary, the, 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 the talker, you know, she, uh, you know, she, she was a, a getting out there and talking to people. So by having these almost real life experiences, they got to see as parents how they could better educate their kids and guide their kids into what they might be better at versus just going through the system. I mean, that's, I can't imagine having a six-year-old CEO, but that's awesome. I love it. Um, if you guys are listening to this and you want to check it out, click the link that is in the description. I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your time with us and sharing this vision and putting it together because it is something that I think the world really, really needs. Steve, thank you so much for having me on and allowing me to kind of share what we're up to. 
no problem. To everyone else out there, until next time, take action, change lives, make money, help your kids make money, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for checking out today's show. Do you want the fast and easy Cliff Notes version of the actionable steps from today's episode? If so, go to actionbullets.com and download yours today. Also, if you're looking to start using story selling in your business and have stories do 90% of the hard work for you, grab my free course at storyselling.how today. Till next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon.